You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. For whatever reason, I've been drawn to these wisdom texts in the Bible, and I've been pre- preaching on them here in the park. That, that's, where, that's where my heart has landed, and we've just been going with that. We've talked about Job. We've talked about Ecclesiastes. Today we're on Proverbs. But here's a proverb that I learned in Southern California. Um, and I learned it from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those are like, that, that's a, a franchise that has a lot of longevity. They, they're still making new stuff with Ninja Turtles. Um, and uh, the thing that I remember is, you know, we wash our hands all the time now, right? You, you wash your hands every day. And it's like, so, you're, so, you're so much more conscious of hand washing. You have to like do it to save the world and your, and your own life. I mean, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. This is a weird world we live in. Um, and uh, when I'm washing my hands, I'm often tempted to leave the water running just because, I guess, laziness. Or maybe I'm, like, trained to be in a public bathroom or something like that. But when I'm at my kitchen sink, you know, I can, like, do my, what is it, two, two ABCs with the water off. And the reason I do that is because the Ninja Turtles told me in Southern California, in a public service announcement, that when you're brushing your teeth, the cool thing to do is to turn off the water, man. Because there's not enough water for us all to live here. You gotta be, you gotta take care of your neighbors and the planet, not use all the water. And this is in the 80s, you know. The environmental movement was alive and strong, and the Ninja Turtles were teaching me it. And I still remember that. Isn't that weird? Every, like, and now that I'm telling you all, it's gonna make it even stronger. Like, every time I turn the water off, um, when I'm washing my hands at my kitchen sink, I'm going to remember this this little PSA from the Ninja Turtles. I don't think that's such a bad thing. And, and I think that it speaks to something that, that is really good about the Proverbs and, and about the Bible in general, is that I know this by heart. There's something in me that I can't shake about turning off the water. That's a good thing. Objectively good. But, but more so, it teaches me about Knowing something by heart. How many how many things do you have completely memorized? I'm not talking Bible verses. You know, when you're washing your hands, what comes up in your mind? You know? Are there things in there that just keep coming up? I think there are. I think that you have a, 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 an internal landscape that is uh, very well established. All right? And, that, and knowing that is kind of a superpower. It kind of makes you a, a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja, okay? Uh, be, hopefully you don't have to look like a turtle. Uh, but, but knowing that there is an interior process here, that, that you can know something by heart, that there is something going on in your mind all the time that you can pay attention to and even contribute to on purpose, knowing that is really, is really good because... God can speak to you in that. You can learn from what's going on in there. Paying attention to the patterns of your mind is a way that God can speak to you. But also, and for me, I'd say more more likely is it's a way for the world and even the devil to get a hold of you. Is those patterns of, of thought that just keep coming up. If it weren't turn off the water Ninja Turtles, you know, uh, 
I might not like what comes up in my mind all the time, and I might, and I might, I might like notice what's going on and say, "Hey, wait a minute," you know? "Hey, slow down a minute." There, like Scott was saying, there's something that needs to be healed right there. I, I can't just run by that thought. Something needs to happen. In Proverbs three, one through three, this is kind of the premise of the book of Proverbs. It says, "My son." My daughter, my child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. The book of Proverbs is a great list of commandments. And I want to work with that word, because you could really you could really rebel against that. A commandment is very ripe material for having a fight with it, whether you want to or not. <laughs> you might want to submit, but you'll get just pushed into that. But they're 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 a rule in a different sense than you have to follow the rules. All right, and I think that one of the best ways to do it is to they're 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 words to live by that you want to get on the tablet of your heart. So that they come up when you're washing your hands. So let me just give you a few of them. This isn't even my like definitive greatest hits list. I was just kind of scanning through and and looking for some of my favorites and some other ones. So this is an opportunity just for meditation. I'm gonna get to some more uh, kind of thinking about this in a moment, but I'm just gonna read you like I don't know six or seven proverbs, and I'm gonna give them a little beat because they have to kind of get in. Therefore, wondering, therefore, letting, we're, we could write them on the tablet of our hearts right now. Unlikely, and I'll get to that. But let it get in there, all right? Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's kind of what the Ninja Turtles were doing to me. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm grateful that my parents did more than Ninja Turtle teaching with me. Proverbs 14:12. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There's a way that seems right to a man or a woman, but its end is the way of death. Proverbs 4.23 Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. That's kind of what I'm talking about right now. Watch over your heart with diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Proverbs 27:17. This is a famous one. Iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Here's another famous one. Proverbs 9:10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Oh, I did more than 6 or 7. I'm going to have to choose a couple more. How about this one? Proverbs 16, 9. 
The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. It's like truth is, is, is resonant and echoes throughout everything because I love this book called Of Mice and Men when I was a teenager. And it's the, the best laid plans of mice and men. And then it goes into Gaelic, but often go astray. Gang after glee. You can plan, but God's going to direct your steps. Your grandma might have said that. Here's another one that Shakespeare appropriated. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Last one. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. It's also true. <laughs> it, it's like, it's, it's, the, it's those deep bass note truths that people have, have worked out in a lot of different ways. And it, there's something just very satisfying and powerful about resting in the poetry of how the world works, of how your heart works, of how our relationship with God works. Proverbs is a very human book. Um, sometimes people interact with the Bible and they, they think about it as this is all God's word. Like in, in that God wrote this down through Solomon's head. Because the traditional story is that Solomon, who asked God for great wisdom, then wrote it all down here in the book of Proverbs. I, I, I think it'd be great if it happened that way. Um, when we look at the Bible and how it's written, though, especially in its original languages, Proverbs definitely looks like it's more of a, 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 an edited compendium. Which makes sense to me, that you would, you would gather the wisdom and keep adding to it. Um, that the life of one human being wouldn't contain it all, even if God, even if God wanted him to that God would do something in a more community, collaborative way to bring us this great book of wisdom for us to meditate on, for us to change the shape of our heart and have a tablet where God's ways are written. But the common way, not, not the only way, um, but just a way that I want I to I wanna dispel is that it's a, it's a list of rules that you need to follow. Those are, that's what he means when he says commandments in Proverbs 3. Do all of this right. Here's one reason why I think that this is more of an edited collection of Proverbs um, and not that kind of thinking. You know, the community nature of, of the book actually leads me to believe how it should be read and, and helps me to, to work with, with difficult passages. Because if you read the Bible carefully, you're going to find difficult passages all the time, right? Who, who has read the Bible and found something that they just can't, they still haven't figured out? Give me a raise your hand. You know, unless you haven't read the Bible, you'd raise your hand, which is fine if you haven't read the Bible. That's okay. If you haven't read Proverbs, that's fine. I'm inviting you into the book right now. But I don't want you to be scandalized by the fact that this isn't, um, you know, 
exactly something that you can just take it and then apply it. It's it's actually it. The book of Proverbs is is an exemplary place in the in the Bible where we can see that that's not how we're supposed to do it. That's not how the Bible was written. It's not the intent of the authors. And it just doesn't work if you try to do it that way because you're going to find these things that, that you can't figure out and they're meant for you to just hold that tension. They're meant for you to work out over a long time in community. And that process is what writes things on your heart. This long-term holding that gets it in there. Otherwise, it's just in your head and it's just a list of principles and rules and it's not actually transformative. Because tons of people know all the rules and even keep them okay until they break and they do something totally stupid. Don't, don't, these, don't these Christian people do that all the time? You know, they were very admirable and then they do something so horrible, but they had set themselves up. They had set themselves up to break like that for one, because I don't think that's sustainable. It's not about following the rules. Jesus is bringing something to the table here. But also, in, in the eyes of the world, when you set yourself up as a rule follower, uh, and, you, and you fail in some spectacular way, that's, 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 that's heart-ending. That, that doesn't only kill the, the hearts of the people who are watching you and admiring you, it kills your heart. When, when, you, uh, when you set yourself up that way and you fail, and you're a leader in the public eye, I feel for those guys because I think their faith is dead. It might have been dead before, but like, how do you come back from that? I'm so grateful when they do because some of them do. Let me tell you that this is, that I have a passage here that, that helps me get to this conclusion about how this is a, that it's about wisdom and wisdom isn't about rules. This isn't about conventional wisdom applying the best logic or the best thinking. It's a process that everyone goes through, and the Holy Spirit is enlivening. So check this out. Proverbs 26, 4, and 5. This is at the circleofhope.net slash Newton Lake Park. If you wanted to read it, if you're a visual person, it's on there. Uh, so two verses right next to each other. First one. Don't answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Let me unpack that for a second. If a fool's talking... Just ignore him. He's obviously a fool. Just let him be. You know, like, you, don't waste your breath on a fool. Verse 5, immediately after it. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Right next to each other. What are you doing, Solomon? You, you're, you're just dumb, you know? Solomon is dumb if this is a rule book that you're supposed to apply. And Solomon isn't dumb. These people are not stupid. The people who put this together, they're brilliant. Read through this and you'll see so much. Some of it will be totally alien to you. Some of it you'll be like, what? I don't get that. That's culturally terrible. Yes. But so much of it will resonate with you that you'll say, no, they are not dumb. They know something. And so what do they know when they put 20, Proverbs 26.4 right before Proverbs 26.5? What are they trying to do? And I think they're trying to invite us into a process of wisdom. 
as opposed to a list of rules and commandments. You're going to have to actually be wise here, my son, my daughter. You're going to need the, the wisdom of God written on your heart. And, and you won't be able to apply some external logic to every situation. Some fools need to be put in their place. Some fools need to be silenced. Maybe they're dangerous to the community with what they're saying. Maybe you, you, you get a word from the Holy Spirit that says that they're actually, this is the moment when their heart is soft and they're going to have a transformative conversation with you right now. Some fools need to be addressed. But other fools, and you know this, everyone you've ever spoken to on Facebook that you've disagreed with, you know, you might be the fool or they might be the fool, but having that conversation, you know, probably better to let it go. There's no, you know, you're, you're discerning. Is there love here? Is there trust here? Is there a dialogue that could happen out of this conversation? Or are we just both posturing, you know? Or even if you're certain you're right and you're righteous, which occasionally happens. How far away are they, you know? Is this going to work to just slam them? Or should I not become, or, or if I do that, am I going to become like this fool myself? According to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. When I engage people as they're engaging me, and I don't transform the situation in any way at all, and I just go with that crazy way of relating, I'm just a fool myself then, you know? But when is what? Who is how? Which is where? You actually have to have a relationship with yourself to know what's going on inside of you and with God uh, so that you can discern and with others because it's a communal process. Wrapping up here. So we want to have if we, can, if we can get the Bible off that hook, if we can get even the word commandment off that hook of something that I just have to do, and I have to get right, and if I study enough and memorize enough scripture, I'll like know what to do in every situation. That's not what we're going for. So you don't have to become an expert before you can start having some wisdom. However, the wisdom that has been passed down to us is super valuable. Because, for one, this is coming at us from, like, hundreds of years before Christ was born, at least. And that amount of distance, like, how these people think versus how I think, we're both going to make mistakes. And you'll see it in Proverbs, and you'll definitely see it in me. But we're not going to make the same mistakes. And so when we have that conversation across the centuries, there's a real opportunity to do something new. To, to discern some new path that is actually going to be transformative and we won't be stuck. We won't be subject to whatever is in our minds. We'll be actually uh, contributing to the conversation, you know? Not just the Ninja Turtles, but Proverbs too. My friend asked on Facebook recently, and he's really good at like getting engagement on Facebook, he asked, um, what was something that your grandmother said that are words that you still live by? Think about that for a second. What's something that your grandma said that are words that you still live by? 
I was kind of distressed because I couldn't think of any. My grandmother said a lot of things, but they were mostly like one-liner jokes. Um, I, did, I, I mean, I remember her fondly, and I, lo and I loved her, but I don't live by her words very much. And I, and I say, God bless you if you have a grandma that you do live by her words. I think that kind of family, generational connection makes the tablet of your heart better. It's a blessing. But this book of Proverbs is a, is a place for, for you to find a grandma. It's a place for you to, to have uh, that wisdom being written on your heart. And, it, and it's kind of generational. It takes time. Get it in there. It's, it's much better if it gets in there when you're seven. Because I'm still talking about the Ninja Turtles. But if you're 37, which I happen to be, or 57, which someone here might be, I don't know. There is an opportunity to get what you want on your heart. It's possible. It takes time. It takes something like a process of community discernment about what is wise, like the book of Proverbs represents, over the course of your life. That's how you get wise. You dedicate yourself to that kind of process. Write a book of Proverbs. Or have a book of Proverbs with us. Circle of Hope, we've written some Proverbs over the years. And they they reflect something about our character. They, they aren't rules by which we live. They shape our life because we do them and, and, and try to figure out even what they mean. Some of them are poetic. I was talking to Jess a couple weeks ago and she's like, what the heck is the great other? Find the great other in Circle of Hope's Proverbs, circleofhope.net Pro, circle slash Proverbs. I, I don't know. No, I, I have an idea. But it's not, it, it, they're, they're poetic on purpose because they, they give you space to occupy. But I'm going to still say that one, the Proverbs in the Bible are better. Um, because they have all those feet that have walked in them before us. The new thing that we've done is an act of creation. It's an act of uh, uh, expressing who we are. But we're only 20-some years old as Circle of Hope, and some of you aren't even as old as Circle of Hope is. So getting into the footsteps of the ancients, of our grandmas from Israel way back when, there's something really powerful in that. Um, and, it's, and, 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 and the last thing is that it's just so amazing that this, these people really are our grandparents, y'all. If you are connected to Jesus Christ, he has adopted you into the family of Israel. It says in Ephesians that those who are far off have now, God has broken the dividing wall, and we are now part. We've been brought near, and we are part of the family. It is so weird that this, these these off-the-beaten-path people, the, the people of Israel, that we are reading their books. You know, just such a weird thing if you just think about it historically. Why am I reading this grandma's work? She's not my grandma. No, she is. These are your grandparents, these people of faith. And exercising that connection is another way to kind of challenge the narrative where you're just kind of stuck in 
whatever's happening to your head. No, this is my family. This right here, this we that we just made. Here we are, and we're connected to people thousands of years ago who are telling us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And what does that mean? Let's talk about it. Let's work it out together. And the knowledge of the Holy One, that's what understanding is. Wow. 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 Thank you, Lord, for the insight that we get when we see what's going on inside. Thank you for these grandmas and grandpas who gave us the best of what was going on inside them. Thank you for these people that we get to talk about it with right here to help us work it out and to walk the long way with. We're connected way back, way, way back. And we're planning on staying that way moving with each other all the way into eternity is big stuff. Help us have that kind of scale to our thinking and our imagination so that we can get out of the traps that are set for us, that we set for ourselves. Help us to, to hold the tension and, 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 and move into something new as we trust you to transform it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.